Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. Yes, welcome back to Tradies. Sam McClure and Mitch Cleary, where each week we talk the trading, the buying, and the selling of AFL players. And this week, it's actually happening. It's on. Season 1, Episode 31. Mitchell, we're finally here. Hello and welcome to you, Sam. Welcome. So, Jared Healy, mine. Yeah, very good. First, and every time uh, I meet him, and every time after that, you walk into a room and he's uh, the hello and welcome. Or answers the phone. Yeah. You just shorten it to and welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I just ring and answer and he'd be in the car on the way down to surf or coming back. And welcome. <laughs> he might be listening to this from Bali. He goes on his post-season well done. We love surfing you. trips. How's your week been? First week after the grand final. I saw a headline actually uh, that a high-profile radio host was turfed from the <laughs> September club. And I thought of you. Yeah. Did you hold that back from us last week? Was that you? Not me. I'm not high profile. So the, the headline was high profile Melbourne, oh, okay. Melbourne radio should've, host. Should have thought that. I think there is a, a, a bit of a list before me. <laughs> uh, I had my, I, you know, sort of, I was thinking about who it was. But yeah, obviously uh, had a very good first half and uh, had too good a time. Got kicked <laughs> out at half time. I hope they weren't a pie supporter. <laughs> oh, missed the second half of a lifetime. Um, what a week it's been. Yeah. We're just about to get into the whiteboard. Um, obviously, some names have have been thrown onto it that we weren't aware of. Taylor Adams, yep. Lockie Schultz. We're going to get into all of that. We'll go through the players and the ones to watch. If anyone's still going to make their way from the ones to watch to the in plays, we've got um, players who have requested. Dersma's obviously requested a, a trade to Essendon. Um, Dev Robinson's going to be taken off. We'll get to all of that. But first, a couple of little items for you. Yes. Firstly... And it sickens me to admit this. You've had genuine cut through with Just Quickly. Is that right? Well, so you get people saying this to you on the street. In the cheer squad at the footy, outside the concourse at the G, in the street, people wanting in their windows to yell it out. I, I, and people say it to me as well, which is, is sort of like <laughs> equally as offensive because like it's an, <laughs> I don't say it. Why are you saying it to me? I don't say it. And it seems as though the two big, arguably the two big, Biggest stars in radio history in this country. Yep. When you think about the work that they've done. Kyle and Jackie O. No, no, no. Bigger than them. Hamish and Andy. Oh, yes. Who have the number one podcast in the country. It's one of the most prolific podcasts on the planet. This was sent to us uh, from one of our keen listeners during the week. Maybe Andy's a tradies man. Hame, they keep flooding in, so we'll keep giving them to the world. It's power moves. Just quickly, if I may, before we start. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Wow. He's a massive Carlton man. Maybe he's been shooting I, I, in. I can't believe you've you've allowed me to set that, that up for you. You're basically <laughs> claiming that Just Quickly is now yours, as yeah. if no one's ever said Just Quickly before. Can we trademark that through Clubby Sports? <laughs> uh, and secondly, on a, a semi-serious note, and sort of hate pumping ourselves up, but to, for the production team here at at um, at Clubbies, we have actually been shortlisted to the final six for the best sports podcast of the year, which is actually really yeah, genuinely humbling. I was quite chuffed. Yeah, so was, was I. Scotty sent that through. Um, yeah, so thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, we hope it's having 
a good impact. It's obviously our first year. We're not going to get everything right straight away. We'll build. Um, yeah, of, of all the things that I've done in my career thus far in the 10 or 15 years that it's been going, this is the thing that gives me the warm and fuzzy feeling afterwards. This is uh, not to sound too, too serious or anything like that, but it's, it's nice to start something yeah. that's meaningful that we both love doing. Hopefully people love listening to it. Um, Within 12 months. Does it mean we're going to get to meet Hamish and Andy at the dinner or the, the awards? So night? there's an award ceremony. Yeah. November 21 in Sydney. November 21. So we're going to go. We're going to get a table. We're going to invite Dill. Uh, Scotty, our producer, is going to come. I'll be there. It's going to be a good night. Thank you, Scotty. Did Scotty just talk into that mic and that comes through? Yeah, he's got a mic now. That's how, huge. How you, what? Why haven't you committed? I'm in the States. Oh, no. Wow. Just come back. <laughs> what? You're the chief footy writer. You're the chief man at seven. They're paying you enough. Do you know what a return airfare is from Cup, New York? Grand. Can I live stream it? Understand. Can I live stream it? No. I tell you what, Mitch, if you're not there and we win. So I have to leave the speech to you. Well, I was obviously going to do it anyway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into it because there's plenty happening. Um, let's start with the ones that have requested. Yep. So Lockie Schultz, Taylor Adams, and Xavier Dersma are the three big ones that have come across our desk that we weren't necessarily expecting. I mean, it's funny, Mitch, we were talking about how this trade period was going to be known as the one where everyone stays. You know, yeah. Everyone that's talked about ends up staying. And yet the vice captain of the premiership team, who, you know, was one of the stories of the week for all the wrong reasons because he, you know, devastatingly missed with, with his hamstring, gets offered a three-year deal from Sydney and Lockie Schultz, who – coming off a really strong couple of years for Fremantle. He's kicked 63 goals in his last two years as that mid-small forward. He comes out of nowhere and says, I want to be traded to the reigning premiers. I mean, it's a big start to the trade period. It is, yeah. So we'll go with Adams first. There's three factors I put this down to. Opportunity to play in the midfield. He's been forced out of the Collingwood engine room with Tom Mitchell coming in, ironically, who started his career at Sydney. Tom Mitchell goes to the Hawks and then the Pies. Now comes in and takes the centre bounces away from Taylor Adams, who's been biased to play as a half forward. Players always say during the year, I'm happy to play him a role. But genuinely, he sees himself as an inside midfielder, and that's the role he wants to play. Then there's the tenure that he's getting from the Swans. You mentioned three-year deal. He has one year left on his deal at the Pies. I'm sure if he went to them and maybe asked for a second year, he may have got that. But the three-year of security to play and have that, um, under your belt is very important for a player who's just ticked over the age of 30. So to have a uh, have a tenure signed up at the Swans until the end of, of 33. And then I think it's the events have happened in the last two weeks. I would put this as the third most of a priority as to why he's leaving. Firstly, to sit in the stand with 100,000 other people and watch 23 of your best mates win a flag would be incredibly tough given what happened five years earlier when he was part of that losing grand final West Coast. We saw the scenes after the game this year with Darcy Moore. They embraced Adams in tears and rightly so. But also there's a little bit of cloud from my end around the week before him proving his fitness for the grand final. So he had the hamstring he did a week out from the prelim. We know he missed the prelim and then he had to prove his fitness on the Tuesday. The club asked him to go full bore on the Tuesday. I think Taylor... And he was pushing the fitness staff, give me to the Wednesday or Thursday to prove my fitness at, at main training. So just to be clear, your your information, your understanding is that Taylor wanted a little bit more time. Yeah. Okay. 
And it's grand final week. So the club on the Tuesday said, no, we need you going. And he felt the hamstring again and wasn't able to prove his fitness and put his hand up and said, I'm not right to go if I'm not being able to prove my fitness on the Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, we, we're getting into air raid siren territory by talking too much yeah, outside whether of that's, trade. But whether that's 1%, whether that's 8% of the trade. It does seem it seems slightly odd on the surface that they'd want him to test his to prove his fitness so early in the week. But when did Nigel Lappin end up having yeah. a famous fitness test with Lethal? Yeah. Was Phil Davis. It was the Friday, wasn't it? I mean, Phil Davis did a fitness test 20 minutes before the siren. Yeah. Um, but I think it's 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 mostly the midfield minutes and the, the tenure that's, that's led him to this decision. He gets to move back to Sydney um, with his partner. He's overseas at the moment. Keen to hear it from his mouth as to exactly why he wants to move. And He's pretty honest, so he'll tell you. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say this is 100% all Sydney lead either. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor's led a part of this move and desire to, to get out to. Do you think Colin would really want to keep him? Oh, they say that, but they're – and they'll do that to drive a hard bargain. But I, I think they're more than happy to to open the door for Finn McRae and Ed Allen and these kids on their list that will be able to get more opportunities. I don't think – I think he's in their best – he's in their plans for next year, but I, I don't think they're going to stand in his way. I might say this for a rainy day because we, I know we could talk for four or five hours about all this stuff, but maybe – at the end of the season or early next year, I want to have a decent chat with you about Sydney mm-hmm. and the John Longmire tenure mm. and how young they've been recently and then the kind of about face about, okay, well, we need to add some talent. Like giving three years to a 31-year-old coming off – off 30. Sorry, a 30-year-old coming off, yeah. um, you know, soft tissues. Mm. And then Grundy and Jordan and like – Joel Hamling. Joel Hamling now. It's just – Mm. To me, it's like we need, we need to win one before horse goes. Yeah. but So you think it's the horse factor? Well, I th- it just feels like that to me. But anyway, we'll save the conversation because I, I, want, I want to actually take you through some, some names and do it properly. But on that, they, they are – I reckon they're, ro- they're cherry ripe now. You know, yeah. Goulden, Warner, Logan McDonald's coming into his prime. Like their list is ready to fire. I can, I can completely understand why they're making this approach now. Schultz? Yes. So it is family reasons and I'm not going to go into the specifics, but this is a strong family reason as to why Lockie Schultz wants to get back to Victoria with one year owing on his deal at Fremantle. He signed a deal a few years ago with a trigger for 2024. Now a games-based trigger, which he hit earlier this year. So it was a deal, sorry, to 2023. He played enough games to trigger the extension into 2024 He's spoken at length previously with the Hawthorne Footy Club, decided to stay at the time with Freeman. I think the Hawks offered three years a few years ago. He decided to stay on a two-year deal. And the Dogs have shown significant interest in Lockie Schultz too. This blindsided everyone on Sunday night when he rang Fremantle, Justin Longmuir, Peter Bell and the crew at the Dockers and said, I want to be traded to Collingwood. Mm. Now, partly, I think Collingwood has, has been sort of bubbling away for a little while on this one. But the decision of Tom Duda to go to Brisbane over Collingwood, left them with cap room. And then Taylor Adams was the final nail, which they'll move probably, you know, five to $600,000 off their books next year when Adams goes to Sydney. It gives them, you know, cash to spend on a play like Lockie Schultz. Four-year deal with a trigger for a fifth year. It's a big play. And I think he's the prototype of a small forward that clubs look for right now. It can hit the scoreboard, pressure, just adheres to everything you want in that small forward role. And so then Peter Bell comes out on Perth Radio on Monday yep. and says, well, you know, he's contracted and we want to keep him. But they will listen to Collingwood. 
because of the pick they'll end up having? And because of the family reasons as well. Right. Okay. So what what Collingwood have got pick eighteen. Is that the pick? Yeah, pick yeah, which is today move back to pick nineteen with the Ben Mackay compo. We'll get to that. I think it needs to be at least that. For a player under contract, twenty five year old, prime of his career. Mm. Three consecutive top ten BNF finishes. He's kicked the most goals in the four years at the Dockers under Jocelyn Longmuir. What do you think he's worth? Yeah, I think that's about right. I'm just maybe it's another rainy day conversation for Frio, but I'm concerned about the amount of players that has, have left that joint in the last decade. It's just it, it's not good reading. It's like, not no. off the top of my head before we even get to Neil Weller, Langdon, Hogan, Chera. Henry's about to leave. Schultz is about to leave. I know I'm missing one or two. Akers. Akers. Griffin Logue. Yeah. Well, yeah, Logue, not, not so much. But like and, this, and then I wouldn't they, put this one in that Neil, basket. Neil walks out under contract and he's yeah. basically won three Brownlow medals. Yeah. Like he 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 should have won last year. Cripp should have been suspended. I, Crozier's hang left. On, hang on. You're a Carlton man, you're Bro, saying that. He should everyone knows he should have been suspended. Crozier's left. Brad Hill. Yeah, the Hill one. Mm. Right. And then, you know, they lost Logue, Tucker, Meek, the smaller names. A lot of blokes leaving Freo. And they've just spent a million bucks on on Jackson. So they thought they were close. Yeah. They've just lost two starting wingers in Akers and Henry. Yep. They won a home final 18 months ago, two years ago. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a rainy day discussion. Ago. Xavier Dersma. Yep. So I, I want to use Dersma as a as a key to look at Essendon as a whole. So Dersma's going there. Goldstein's already gone there. Mackay's gone and Gresham's going. Yep. So there's it's two sides of the same coin. There's two arguments here. One is that Essendon have done really well getting four blokes in for nothing. The other side of the argument is Essendon love picking up blokes that are not absolutely proven. Take Goldstein out of it. He, he's a different type of pickup. I actually like like it for both parties. He gets a, a bit of a tenure at Goldstein and he's a really good backup. Spoke but to him today actually to and up. he's 35 given a one year deal with coaching. He said that's not it. He wants to keep playing beyond that. Yeah, yeah. And he's an A plus person. So like great, great for your club. No no worries there. But like they're picking up Gresham for what? As a small forward or as a mid? Because he, he doesn't really get a run as a St. Kilda mid because he's not fit enough, which was the reason that the Bulldogs were happy to let go of Stringer. Yeah. And the Giants were happy to let go of Smith. I understand Smith won a BNF as basically as a, as a midfielder and had a really good first year. But Essendon love picking blokes who are not absolutely proven that they're going to. Like, if you ask me if Dersma, Gresham, and Mackay are going to improve Essendon markedly next year, I'm like, I don't know, maybe. But they get them for free, so it's probably yeah. worth the chance. It's probably it, like- the Gresham one wouldn't have happened if they didn't have cap room and, and money to splash. That feels like a, a that's a luxury one to me. He's, yeah, not, like he's, he's at- coming in as a I think it's more of a forward mids add a bit of dynamicness to their midfield if that's a word and dynamicness. <laughs> and you know he might attend two cent amounts as a quarter and and play more forward. Yeah, right, siren ter- territory. But he's not playing ahead of Merritt, Caldwell, Perkins, Hobbs. I don't know. Who else is in that midfield? Yeah, like those guys. My man Setterfield. All the small guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to an effort one or two for those that have just started tuning in when Sam said Will Setterfield wasn't a big bodied mid. Anyway, you know, it's a big point of contention. We'll get to Ben Mackay 
properly. Uh, and Billings, Jack Billings. Yeah, he wants out. Two years left so, on his deal. Fair enough. Um, now he's got to find a suitor. There's a few clubs that are just sort of kicking the tyres on this one to see, oh, is he for us? A-plus character. I think I think he'll maybe find somewhere and the, the Saints might pay a little bit of it, but it'll be on later in the trade period sort of one. Where would he go? Do you just, off, off the top, do you feel like there's a... Geelong just lost Isaac Smith. Is there a role in that wing sort of half forward for him? Menegol has gone out of the Cats too. Richmond? Richmond, yeah. McIntosh is maybe into his last year or two. Okay, so we've gone through the requests. Um, Brockman hasn't gone through. Goldstein's gone. Radigalia and Porter are, are working hard to get picks yeah. for him. And Grundy, Sydney have made an initial offer. Pick 46, which is- I mean, was, for goodness sake, what are we even doing? <laughs> that was They want to pick in the 20s, Melbourne. I think last year's pick in the, pick in the mid-20s is about right for, for Brodie Grundy. Why would you offer 46? Well, no, no, you don't know why? until you don't ask. No, but that's, that's offensive. Well- Melbourne, if that's you look a, it on the surface, sorry, it's on. a VFL, play, no, no, he's no, a VFL no. player. Yeah, I understand year. all of that. You can't go after the bloke and sell him on how good the lifestyle at Sydney's going to be and don't go to Port Adelaide and we want you as a first choice ruckman and then go, uh, we're actually going to give you a shit pick for him. Look, come on. Let's all be adults here. But the thing is, what if you come with you come with pick twenty five? Then Melbourne will say, "Give us pick 15. You got to have some. Sort no, of no. Stuff. Then you say it's, like, no, it's like an auction. When you go to your house auction, the, someone starts. It's a one point five million dollar house. <laughs> Invariably, that we a bloke put an offer in at eight hundred. Problem with with all the house auctions I go to is that people have got <laughs> a lot deeper pockets than I do. It would seem. Well, we never know when we win this podcast award. Yeah, and I go up and take all the credit and, and take you your bonus. Contract negotiation with Dill. Yeah, I'll stage. Take, take Dill to the cleaners. Don't worry about that. Um, I'm saving Ben Mackay. I'm saving. No, just get into it now. Oh, Rip Christ. the bandaid off. Why are they? You getting, can't tease it more. Why are they getting pick three? Have you not been listening to me all year in this very seat? They're not paying you eight hundred. It's about seven fifty, seven seventy. Yeah, I know. It's not eight hundred. Yeah, I know. And the band three years ago was seven ninety. So the AFL just just kick in the others. Uh, well, other he is he is six months younger than a uh, traditional. We'll find the clause that if he's a little bit younger, just just get it over. Don't. I'm not defending this. Don't tell me that this isn't concocted, because it has been from the start, and it's bullshit, and I'm pissed off about it. They are helping North way too much. I, I agree am with that. All for the competition evening itself out, but North Melbourne. Okay, let me take you through North Melbourne's last ten years, right? Because a lot of clubs would be happy with the first five or six of them. 2014, prelim. 15, prelim. 16, elimination final. 17, shit year, won six games. 18, they won 12 games. In 2019, they won 10 games, sacked Brad Scott because Brad Scott said, hey, we need to go back to the drawing board here. And they said, no, 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 no. We're still close. We're going to give it to an untried coach in, in Reese Shaw. Disaster. Then 20 to 23, they win three, four, two, and three. So they win 12 games in four years. They've been cataclysmically bad. Yeah. They've still had a lot of high-end picks. <laughs> they got they got shitter picks last year when they were worse. Now they're a little bit better and they're getting a, a, heaps of picks. Okay, so so here's what's going to happen, right? Th these are the only two things that can happen. Either in three or four years' time, when your Wardlaws and your Sheasels and your Davies Uniacs and the, the other young kids that they've got. Phillips, Powell. Yeah, well, this, we still don't know if they're any good. If, well, when, when they hit their straps, if they hit their straps, hmm. and they're supplemented by these other picks that they're getting, that they're going to trade for higher picks, and they're going to end up with what? They might end up with pick one again this year. 
It's almost like the Giants from years ago. They're just going to suddenly be dominant. And everyone's going to turn around and go, shit, what did we do? Or in three or four years' time, when the blokes that they've already picked aren't that good compared to what the other clubs have picked, they're going to realise that the other kids that they've given them still won't help them. So the, the argument for me is, is like, if you want to help North Melbourne now, okay, give them pick 10 and tell them they have to trade it for a 22 to 26-year-old that's ready-made. Yeah. I could sleep with that. Sleep with that? Sleep on that. I, I could deal with that. What this, that what sounds better. Yeah. yeah. But just to be like, we're just going to throw more picks at you so that – remember the pod when I was in northern New South Wales and it sounded like I was recording from a bathroom because my microphone broke and I went through yep. all the picks that they've missed? Yeah. That's no one else's fault. Mm. I understand they're not Carlton and Collingwood and Essendon and they struggled to attract major players. I know they missed out on Gaff. They missed out on Martin. They missed out on Hanbury. They missed out on – um, Isaac Heaney. I, yeah. I, I, I get all of that, and that's not easy. So get the AFL and the state government to help with their facilities. They've Arden still got Street. the same salary cubs as everyone else. Yeah. Like, I just – I'm sorry. I fundamentally disagree with it. The AFL, everyone at the time thought that the AFL concocted the James Frawley compo, and they ended up – Melbourne ended up with picks two and three, and they got Petrarca and Brayshaw. And, and let's be honest, if they didn't have that draft, they don't win the flag two years ago. Yep. We're going to look back on this with the exact same lens. It's just too much. Way too much. Ben Mackay was picked 21 in, what, 2015? He didn't get a game for two years because he was playing in the VFL. He's played in eight wins in seven years since that. I like Ben Mackay. He's not setting the world on fire. Yeah. Is he going to be a good player for Essendon? I think he could be in the right system. Is he worth pick, worth pick three? Absolutely not. And I don't even, I'm not even convinced that he's being paid enough by Essendon to trigger that first-year mm. compensation ban. I don't like it. At all. A few weeks ago when we just spoke about- I don't want to talk about it anymore. No. The compensation picks the AFL gave them. So they gave them pick 19 this year and then pick 19 and 20 next year. It's too much. Part of my gut at that stage thought, given that's so much, maybe the pick three for Ben McKay might not come. But they've got 19 this year, 19 and 20 for next year, and the AFL has given them pick three. Yeah. If they got an end of first round compo for Ben McKay, so they ended up with- Well, Essendon would have matched it. Uh, North Melbourne would have matched it. No, no. But they don't want him. But they would have see. See, he's he's the messed up part of it. They didn't even offer him a financial Brady Rawlings deal. comes out and says, "We're not playing funny buggers here." <laughs> that people didn't even turn up to his medical. Sorry, pe sorry, people didn't even turn up to his exit review. They didn't do a medical on him when he left. They don't. They don't want him. They never wanted him. And they never they, offered him a financial deal. They want him for his pick. Yeah, he's being hoard about. But that's why. They, if they got picked twenty for him this year, they would have matched it and forced something into the teens. Yeah, it's just, sorry. The whole thing is just yuck. The only scenario from here, there's been no one's been they, able to form an argument to me that has convinced me otherwise. The only scenario is they overpay the shit out of for pick one. It's the first time Mitch has sworn. <laughs> episode episode thirty one. So one. we know that they've been given all these picks. They've been told the picks for next year are conditional. The yeah. AFL has the right to pull them if they want. They're going to trade them. They're going to trade them. Yeah. They're going to give the biggest hand of all time for pick one, and the AFL. Behind closed doors, will argue it's sort of sort of almost smoothed itself out. West Coast don't get a priority pick, to disgrace but they sort of get it in the deal with North. If that disgrace. makes sense, yeah, it, it no, might. it's yuck. So it'll it'll be something like pick two. That imagine pick if you're Stephen Silvani and Gabby Allen at St Kilda, scratching around trying to improve your midfield that was obliterated against GWS in the mm. MCG in a final, and you're looking at North who have got Sheasel and Wardlaw and Davies Uniac and Simkin, and they're just being given this raft of picks. 
and they're trying to come up with something to to get Liam Henry. I mean, Christ Almighty. Yeah. It's just not. It's it's not right. It's not. It's fundamentally not right. I've never seen you this worked up. No, I just I just don't like when things are unfair. Have you been put up to this by someone at a club? Yeah, where? no, that's right. I've been put up to something. Yeah. They what they they wear me out. It's worked. Any other dumb questions? Or? <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, James Harms. Yeah. So you I stole, stole him. him from your whiteboard. And I, now he's been stolen for I, a future third I'd mentioned four clubs, basically threw a few darts, and uh, couldn't even get the one that we ended up at. <laughs> what do you make of it? Well, I I must say the Bulldogs raised my eyebrows because he's he's leaving Melbourne because of opportunities. Yeah. Melbourne have a very good midfield, not disputing that. Yeah. And he's going to another very good midfield that Bailey Smith can't get into. Mm. So what do you think has been sold by Luke Beveridge to James Harms? Is he going to play a half forward role? Is he going to supplement Liber and Bont in there? Yeah, it's is a good he, question. Is he a starting 22 player for the Dogs? I think he's a starting 22 player. Okay. He's a premiership player. He was good in their premiership year. Oh, he's no, I been... like him as a player, but I like I look at him at Richmond and say, yeah, I see that. I can yeah. see him playing for Richmond with the mix that they've got. Can I see him playing for the Bulldogs with Bontepelli and Liberatore and Trelaw yeah. and McRae and Smith who can't get in there? And I, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It feels to me like he's been brought in to play a defensive midfield role. Most of those guys you just mentioned are ball winners and ball chasers. Since Dunkley left, they don't really have that defensive mid at the Dogs. Okay, that's a good call. You know, Libba's there. He does play, you know, the inside, you know, a thousand tackles a game. But they don't really have a run with player or someone that will run. They're not renowned for their two-way running. I know that's air raid siren sort of getting in a footy territory. But it is. that's why, you know, Bontempelli's a, a star. He goes and hunts the footy. Trelaw's a natural ball winner. McRae goes and gets it 40 times a week. Um, so it feels like that's the move. Maybe it's a half forward role. You know, does he come in and does he play 10 games as a midfielder and does he play the other 12 games as a, you know, shutter um, Nick Dacos out? Does he play the, the the half forward tagging role? You know, he might be, he's pretty flexible. Luke Beveridge loves his flexible players. Okay, we'll, we'll just motor through a, a few of them. Yeah. Uh, Paddy Dale is going to get to the Saints. It'll end up being a later pick. That deal will get done. Dylan Shield. Mm. So it was talked about quite a bit. Is now staying, I guess. Dodoro's come out and said that he's he'll be at Essendon next year. I'm not taking him quite. off the whiteboard. Wow. Dodoro, Dodoro also said that um, Danaher was going to stay after that, didn't he? Yes. And he left. So like, people say all sorts of things at this time of the year. Okay. So Dylan remains on the whiteboard. Maybe your child's going to Hawthorne, four-year deal. Um, hasn't been traded yet. The ones that were in play, Duday's obviously, uh, you've been all across this. You, you said this on Talking Finals a month ago. He's he's got officially there. Yeah, pick. What do you think of pick 19? Have you been hot on the Mackay pick three? Uh, yeah, Duday pick 19 sounds about right. No? Is Duday a better player than Mackay? He's a better player. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, two knees though. Well, that's, yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Zach Fisher, north of offered pick 42, is that right? I'm not 100 percent sure on that. North of Alford, it's about a, right. Maybe. A, well, Carlton have said no. They want something. They want something closer to 25. Mm. A bit rich from Carlton. Yeah, he's played mainly in the twos this year. I like him as a halfback. Yeah, we, this whole thing of like when, every time he's written about now, it's like he averaged 27 disposals in the last month before being dropped for finals. It's like very makes him sound good. Very convenient. Um, I like Zach as a player. I just hope that when he goes to North, he gets he gets a role that he can have a crack at. Week in, week out, they kept throwing him around at Carlton like a pinball's annoying. Yeah, 
I think Clarko's got the halfback role penciled in for him. Dev Robertson? Off the whiteboard, staying. I'm just going to rub him out. And Ivan Soldo. You love talking about Soldo. I do. It's, it's a cool name like, to say. Yeah, you, it's sort of turning into another one of your Ralph Smiths. Not much, <laughs> not much happening there. Port's super keen. Oh, hey. Richmond's holding fort for now. Let's see. Let's give that a... That was an exciting update. We'll have an update, update. We'll have an update Port- at the lunch on Friday. Oh, yeah. So now there's a bit to talk about with the lunch. We're, I think there's 40 tickets up for sale. We're in the high 30s sold. So there's one or two left. It's an intimate if you want, if you want to look at the oh, very intimate. If you want to look at the uh, the show notes that Scotty puts up, there's still a link. Um, Just quickly, one word for the 40% discount. Is that still going? Okay, well, it is now. Uh, <laughs> I got stopped on Friday by a very well-known DJ, not just in Melbourne, not just in Australia, but global DJ, DJ Generic. Tyson O'Brien, big pies man, who said, uh, I'm looking forward to Friday. And I was like, what's Friday? He was yeah. like, I'm coming to the tradies lunch. Is he? I was like, are you serious? He just bought tickets. Is he playing a set? We might try to convince him. <laughs> Tyson, if you if you want to bring your decks, we'll have lift off after the lunch. I'd tell Collingwood could be bouncing. Wow. I'm excited. Uh, so looking forward to seeing everyone there. It's going to be a great day. Hopefully some insights and Mitch not talking about Players like Soldo and Ralph Smith. Um, <laughs> play, play Ralph as, Smith is one person, by the way. Huh? Ralph Smith is one person. I know. I said some people. So- no, no, but some people might not know him, so they might think it's Ralph Smith. No, his name's Hugo Ralph Smith. Yeah. Just, he's got a lot of mentions on this show for not much action. So he doesn't sign. Players to watch. Uh, Sean Darcy, no news. That You just stop me if you've heard anything, uh, Mitch. Elliot, yo. Fantasia's been linked to GWS now. Is that a medical there? Okay. Sort of makes sense. I like it. It's Free throw at the stumps, you know, with uh, Binger Daniels and Toby Bedford. Yeah. They're, I, don't, I like their small forwards. Tom Brass, you taking him off now? Can we take him off? Give it a couple more days. You still convinced there's a chance that Tom Brass leaves West Coast? Not convinced. No, I'm not convinced. It's very, very, no, very unlikely. still convinced there's a chance. Sydney, yes, there's a, there's a oh boy. 1% chance. Oh, 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 boy. They've got Joel Hamley at the Swans, though, so it's probably unlikely. Taran keeping him just around. Nick Haynes Taran. had interest, but I think he wants to stay at the Giants. So I've been told he doesn't want to miss a flag if it comes, given he's been there from the get-go. Right. Brandon Puffit staying. Harley Reid, we spoke about North. All those picks they've got, they'll give up a mother of a deal to get to pick one. I think that's a growing chance. I just don't think West Coast will pick him. Well, that's So you do the deal for one then? And you, but I, I, but I wouldn't do the deal if I'm north. So you think you, you play the buff? You got and two you, and three, right? Yeah. Just say, pick him. Go on. Do you want to pick one? Nah, you're not going to pick him. We don't need it. We're going to get him at two. Pick him. I haven't really heard that approach. I don't. They're not going to pick him, Mitch. They're not going to pick him. He doesn't want to go there. So everything I said before Can't about I'm doubling down on this for all the shit that happened twelve weeks ago. People in the west are listening. He doesn't want to go there. So everything I said before about North Melbourne having to give up, they don't have to give up much for pick one, you don't reckon? That's the, the fact don't, that West Coast... They don't need pick one. They're going to get him at two. Mitch, I'm telling you, they're not going to pick him. Jeez, I'd be fascinated to follow this from New York when I'm watching the draft. Are you in New York for the draft? When's the draft? Late November. Okay. It's around the same time when as you the fly podcast awards. Uh, Mid-November. Okay. Good to know. Because the podcast awards are the 21st. So you could actually go to Sydney first. 
and then go to New York. No, nah, no, I'm leaving before that. Uh, I'm creating a new segment on the whiteboard. Well, this hasn't been run past me. Oh, it's happening live. It's the 2024 whiteboard. We're getting in early for next year. And my first name is hang, going on. Hang on. 2024. You're starting next year's whiteboard. Okay. Never fine. too early. Fine. Who, who's on there? Logan McDonald. Oh, Christ. Jeez. Get used to that name. We're going to be talking a lot about it. Who's going to be going after him? Let me guess. North Melbourne. After being well, having the, the option to take him. They did have the option. They took Will Phillips. A few years later, oh, shit, we need another key forward. Probably not wrong. Um, no, they actually, need, they actually need a key back because Mackay's leaving. Yeah. Who's their number one key back next next year? Cooey Aiden, the Chom. Aiden Core. Charlie Combin. Who's it actually going to be, though? Aiden Core. Uh, Aiden Core at Pro- this stage. Problems for North. Yeah. Uh, you can have not- all the picks you want if you don't have a couple of key defenders. Charlie Kernow and Harry Mackay might be licking their lips. Um, Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. Logan McDonald, keeper watch on Fremantle. Just given Perth boy, Perth boy, yeah. Um, Hang on, Logan so McDonald is, and Jai Amos. This is fresh info. This is going to go mental in in, in the West. You realise this? You're saying that Fremantle are already into Logan McDonald for the end of next year. Correct. Wow, it's been around a bit, has it? Bits and pieces, yeah. I haven't read it in any mainstream media. Okay, well, remember I'm off all socials. You, <laughs> I miss uh, I miss a lot. <laughs> um. Fremantle did a deal with Port earlier in the week. They traded the picks this year, the Dockers, and they got Port's pick for next year. Yep. So, they, And then the Schultz deal will happen. They're going to be armed for a big play. And Bailey Smith stays on the whiteboard. That's my last one. Hang on. Everyone said on day one a trade period I that he's staying. I don't care what everyone's saying. He's there. He's staying. Hawks aren't making a play for him, they said. Who said that? Mark McKenzie. Did he? Okay. I'm keeping him on there. Right. Now it's time for week one, trade edition of Nuts and Bolts. It's the old traditional player for player deal. Ten years ago, Taylor Adams, given he's been in the news this week, we thought we'd go back a decade. Sure. Adams for sure. Wow. Great one. Okay. I'm in. We'll start with the Taylor Adams side of things because that's the ball started rolling there a bit earlier than the Heath Shaw one. Pick 13, 2011 draft from Geelong, 31 games in his first two years as a Giant, requests a trade home to Victoria. John Patton, Stephen Cornelio, Tomlinson, Green, Devin Smith, his good mate from Geelong, all in the same draft, all re-signed in that first two years. But Taylor Adams got to the end of his first contract, two years at the Giants, and said, I want a trade. The Giants had been bracing for it all year. And actually late in the year, Adams asked the Giants for an offer, but they weren't in a position to do so because they were chips in on the Buddy Franklin approach at the time. Oh, I didn't know that he was caught up in that. He started to work the market and met with Collingwood and Geelong, among a few other interested parties, but the Collingwood footy club and the Cats were the two main options. At the Pies, he met with Nathan Buckley, Rodney Eid, who was the head of footy, and Derek Hine, the head of recruiting at the time. Collingwood always had the upper hand in the Taylor Adams race, given Nathan Buckley was actually his coach at under 16 level for the Vic countryside. Right. Geelong had the family links and the Cats were going through a regeneration at the time. Same off-season, the Cats get rid of Pods Yadley, Paul Chapman, Trent West, Josh Hunt, and Joel Corey retired. They had pick 16 at the draft, but the Pies always had more draft capital with pick 6 and 10. The Cats took Darcy Lang, 
with that pick 16. The Pies ended up taking Matt Scharenberg and Nathan Freeman with pick 6 and 10. Mm, tough two picks looking back on them. Very unlucky. Yeah. Back on Taylor Adams, Buddy News dropped that he was going to the Swans. And within days, the Giants put an offer to Taylor Adams, given the money they'd set aside for Buddy Franklin all of a sudden. Evaporated. Evaporated and had become open for Taylor Adams. By that stage, he'd, his head had been swayed to look elsewhere and request a trade. Now, it took a while. He, he sort of mulled on it between Geelong and Collingwood for about a week or so. Ended up going with the Collingwood route, given the Nathan Buckley link, and also the fact that the Pies had bigger assets at the time, pick six and ten. Then Heath Shaw bobbed up and pick six and ten weren't needed as part of this. So the Heath Shaw side of things, take you back to a year prior, 2012. So this is the year before he ended up leaving Collingwood. He just re-signed a new deal until the end of 2015. End of 2013, he finishes eighth in the best and fairest. And at the stage, he walks into his exit meeting with Nathan Buckley and Rodney Eade. He has two years owing on that original deal. Nathan Buckley and Rodney Eade said, Thanks, you're a premiership star of this footy club with heritage through the footy club and family links all the way back 40, 50 years. But we're tired of your disruptive ways in meetings and your approach to this footy club and bringing others down with your attitude. We want you out. He put his hand up and said, I can change. I want to change. I want to stay at Collingwood. The uh, Bucks and the Pies said, no, we want you out. The the buck stops with me. Now, the Rat Pack was on the way of being broken up. I like that, Thank by you. the way. Yeah, yeah delayed, delayed. Sorry, I was just uh, working through my notes, but very good. So this is 2013. Heath Shaw's told to go. Chris Tarrant's left the year earlier. Didak has retired in 2013. Ben Johnson played his final three games in 2013 and retired. Dale Thomas was leaving in the same offseason. Dane Swan was the only one that remained. Sherrod Wellingham was a bit of an honorary member of the Rat Pack. He went <laughs> the year prior. I'm sure he'd be happy to be called that. But all of those guys, except Dane Swan, were gone with Nathan Buckley coming in as the full-time coach. And uh, Heath Shaw was told to leave. Now, in the second meeting with Nathan Buckley, Rodney Eade, and his manager, Heath Shaw's manager, Ben Nile, he was told he's to be traded. Then his manager got to work to find a new home. Essendon had initial interest. Geelong was super keen and met with Heath Shaw at his manager, Ben Nile's house in Elwood, in the lounge room, Chris Scott, Neil Baum, Stephen Wells, the head of recruiting and list, and Steve Hocking, who was Neil Baum's assistant footy manager at the time, now CEO, CEO. of the Cats. Yep. They met with Ben Nile, his manager, and Heath Shaw in the living room. He was any, super keen. Any, any scones? Or? I try, couldn't no, work sorry. that out today. Yeah. Elwood, Elwood Bakery was a go-to. I would have gone Is there. it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he was super keen on Geelong. Enrod on one half he, back he flank. He was? Yep. Okay. Super keen. Enright on one half back flank, Shaw on the other. Yeah, nice. Scarlett's just retired, but the Cats, as we mentioned, were going through a bit of a regeneration and they saw him as a big part of that. Cats offered four years. Then the Giants came along with a five-year offer. He met with Soss and Gubby Allen, who Gubby Allen, I was told, was a big driver. He, he led this whole thing from the Giants' perspective. Groin surgery for Heath Shaw. So he's, he's on crutches at this time. He, the Giants wanted him to go up and meet up there, but they flew down to meet him because of the groin surgery with the crutches. He wasn't able to fly up and down. So they came to meet down. Amazing they're here. getting four and five-year offers for a bloke who's just had groin surgery. Yeah. All Australian, star of the competition. Oh, no, no, I know. but And I should mention 28 at this stage as well. Okay. The Cats offer was four years at about five fifty, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000. The Giants came in with a five-year deal at $700,000 a season. Oof. 
So it's a fair difference. Yeah, particularly with the extra year. Had a meeting with his manager, Ben Nile, and his dad, Ray, and settled on the Giants. Collingwood contributed part of the first year of his contract. Given he had two years left, they paid part of that first year that was owing at the Giants, and the Giants uh, then paid out the the remaining uh, four years. Now, the Giants, as we spoke about Taylor Adams, they'd had the approach to Buddy Franken all year. By the stage that he Shaw stuff got hot, they had the money open for Buddy Franklin, so that's why they were able to go and offer these big yep. deals for Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it's like, oh, we miss out on this guy. We better spend it somewhere. Yeah. Um, they brought in Shane Mumford from the Swans at the same offseason, and they went into the draft that year and went Tom Boyd and Josh Kelly one and two in the mm-hmm. draft. Now, it dragged on. At this stage, Taylor Adams wants to go to the Pies. Heath Shaw wants to go to the Giants. It dragged on because the Giants felt that Taylor Adams was worth more in the trade. But eventually, Adams is significantly younger. Significantly younger, yep. top ten, top top fifteen, fifteen pick. Yep. Shaw with, you know, groin surgery, 28, 28 year old. Yep. Um, they eventually come to an agreement for what is a now a rare player for player swap. So there's no other picks involved. Straight swap. Wow. Um, you forget that. Yeah. And I forget all about how how Geelong were neck deep in that. Yeah. And just missed out. Wonder what their that period for them looks like if. Heath Shaw plays. Well, the only time they missed finals was a year later. In, well, they played finals in 14 and then they missed in 15. Because who it ended up? Went, I guess Tui ended up sort of being yeah. that player for him. Yeah. He was very good. Yep. Jed Buse came in. Buse, yep. Yeah, well, it probably it's – who would you say would have won, has won that trade? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Heath Shaw was very good for GWS. He went on to play seven years, so he got the five years plus another two. Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing career. And Taylor Adams has been excellent for Collingwood. All Australian and for the Pies. All Australian vice captain. Yeah. Like bleeds black and white. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. Would you say Giants maybe just shaded it? I don't know. Yeah, both went to a grand final. Oh, yeah, because Heath would have played in 19. Yeah. 19? 19, yep. Great nuts and bolts. Yeah. And well, a pertinent one. Yeah. Given Tay's back on the move to Sydney. Yep, started his career up there. Back where it all began. Back up with the Swannies on a three-year deal. I can see Taylor in Sydney. Don't know. I just think it's be his vibe. I can see him in Bondi. Or he's a kid from Geelong, Mount Denis. He shouldn't yeah, be swinging down Bondi. He's he's a cool cat though. He's a cool cat. Yeah, yeah. Kicks uh, uh, five goals against us one day. Is it in an under eighteen game? Hang on. Did I did I just hear an us? Yep. Who are you playing for? St Mary's. He was playing Wait. for St Joey's. See, we need to fight. The Cleary football career needs to its own. Could be nuts and bolts in itself. It <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, hey, before we go, uh, back by popular demand, overs, unders. Yeah. You were keen on someone here. I just want to mention, just quickly, Bobby God. Hill, Norm Smith medalist, is going to end up being a pick 41 exchange. So last year, the Pies gave up a future second round pick for him. Yep. Throwing the Mackay compo this year. Gresham were about to drop. Duday, James Jordan, all those guys that have pushed it back. Yep. It's going to be pick 41, that it's, end of second round pick. Yeah, it's a good bit of business for the Pies. Incredible. I don't think the Giants, because the Giants weren't devastated they were losing him. No, and they understood, you know, with his cancer battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His need to get down to Melbourne with the family links. Yeah, but there was a feeling that he's replaceable. And in yeah. fairness to them, Daniels and Bedford have been really yeah. good for them. Yep. But I think he's been better than a lot of people were expecting him to be. Is that a fair comment? Yep. Yep, I agree with that. 
so quickly too. He's still young. Did Did you say what he was earning? You didn't. No, I don't. Wonder what his yearly salary would be. They probably wouldn't be paying him heaps. I hope it's got incentives for him. Yeah, well, small forwards should always have incentives because the difference between their best and their worst can be so much dependent on how the team's going, mm. how much um, how much they're being fed, you know, like service from the midfield. What a way for Bobby to finish. Yep. Now, we've added four fresh names to this whiteboard from this time last week we didn't have. Billings, Billings Schultz, Jack Billings. Adams, yep. Dersma, yep. How many? How many will we have this time next week? It's a great question. There's always there, there'll still be one or two more mm. that come out of the, that come out of the woodwork, out of the woodwork onto the whiteboard. Can I give you one name? Sure. Have you, have you buried the lead here? What? Who? I, I just think there could be still some oxygen in Ollie Wines. Whoa. I spoke to Port Adelaide about this two oh. weeks ago, and they were adamant. What if someone's in the kitchen sink? Not at him? going anywhere. I I think he stays at Port. I'm putting him on the whiteboard as a as a bit of a watch. Okay, put it on. There what if go. someone threw the kitchen sink at him? Write him down. Oh, I want it to. Well, what's the kitchen sink though? Well, I look at it's it. It's on big money. Purely Geelong wise, right? He would be their second most important midfielder next year. Third, maybe. At Port right now, he's probably their fifth. On this year's form, at least. I know he had a troubled year with the knee. How many, hasn't he still got? How many years left? He got? Oh, I'd be it's three th- or four. Three, isn't it? It's three or four. He just signed a five year deal, didn't he? I think he stays. I just think. If someone was to throw the kitchen sink at it, but could what, it turn? Yeah, but what's the kitchen sink? What are you talking about? A first rounder and you know something in the early twenties, like two. Am I missing something here? What you're going to give two top twenty picks for Ollie Wines now? What if he could be the difference for a club in the window? He's playing on the wing for Port Adelaide. That's, the, that's my point. He had a troubled year with the knee. He wants to stay. I think everyone at Port expects him to stay. Have you got your, your Geelong scarf on with this? You gave me the same approach this year when I spoke about Ben Mackay. And here we are. He's now pick three. Wow, he, that was a that was pointed. That was <laughs> a bit. That, that that felt pointed. I hope it didn't come across like that you, on the air. No, no. So you have been right the whole time about Ben McKay, but I am right about Ben McKay. The whole thing's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, look, Ollie Wines at his best mm. when he was dominating for Port Adelaide and getting Brownlow votes for fun. He's an unbelievable player. The game has changed. A fair bit since he won the Brownlow. He's not also not the player that he was. He's now starting to have a couple of problems with his body. Mm. He's not getting as much of the footy. It would be a gigantic risk to give up some key draft capital and take on a huge contract for all he wants. Yeah, the contract is that's the, my that's my the contract per, that's is my the, personal opinion. Yeah, the contract is the bit I didn't really think through. So the two if, if I'm Port Adelaide and someone offers that, that's what I'm sure saying. I'm listening. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think in eight days' time when we're talking about post-trade, I think he's still in port colours. I just want to put that out there. I don't, I'm not saying he's Write leaving. Write it down, please. Because otherwise you're just going to get away with just saying something outrageous. There it is. Ollie Wines goes onto the whiteboard. Okay. That does us for this episode of Tradies. Please remember, uh, follow us on Spotify or iHeartRadio or iTunes, wherever you get it, you can catch Mitch on the socials at Cleary underscore Mitch. We're at Tradies Podcast on the Instagram and TikTok accounts. Um, and just for all of our listeners, so we've got the lunch on Friday. Um, if you're not going to be there, we'll try to give you some content that we can put on the socials from Friday. It's going to be something that we build over the next few years. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, the last three days of trade, we'll do a drop every night. Yep. 
So you can listen to it as you go to bed, listen to it first thing in the morning when you're going for your walk or grabbing your coffee. Um, What's or- your coffee order? Latte, half sugar. You? Just a cappuccino. I'm not, I'm not a big coffee guy. You're not a big coffee guy? No. Do you have one every, every morning? No. Oh, wow. See, like I can't function without one. I have one every single morning at 6.50 and then I have my second one before midday. Right. Yep. Without fail. Okay. Think about Sam when you listen to this in the morning at 6.50. Should we do 60 seconds on Clayton Oliver? He didn't make it to the whiteboard. And gained I, a I, lot of traction. I said on this pod last week that he was 0.1 of a chance to be traded and then I, I shat myself for about two days straight. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, they might be when wrong. When Melbourne didn't put a statement out, they had yeah. a board meeting, discussed it. It was genuine for probably two days that clubs were going hard at Melbourne or Clayton Oliver's camp to try and work out what the hell was going on. Yeah. Melbourne have brought him into line. And uh, at the end of the day, when you look back on it, it's a big wake-up call for him. Yeah. I, I'm i a little bit torn on this one because there's a big part of me that doesn't like the way he's been used as as bait on a hook. Um, For his own attitude. Yeah. Isn't that back on him though? It, so can we save it for our our Friday of next week pod, our review pod? Okay. And I've got a pot in my hand and I can actually talk about it with a bit more comfort. I need to – it's still simmering. It, I'm, it's still percolating. I need to think about it a little bit more because I've got a lot of background on this one. I want to do it, I want to do it properly. Okay. But he's obviously saying it, Melbourne. I think it's right for both parties, but I'm just not sure it's been handled – as well as it possibly could have. Does he finish his career at Melbourne? Don't know. I don't know. I think the next 12 months will say a lot about that. Okay. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll see you at the lunch on Friday. If we don't, we'll give you some content. And uh, yeah, we've got four drops next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then from the front bar of the Rising Sun on Friday. Stick with tradies. Thank you for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at Producey.com. Thanks for tuning in.